What's up, good people? This is your girl, Ortandia, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of House of Ortandia. And I am coming to you on this episode in the midst of the nation burning. You know, I'm in Philadelphia and they are, there are some, you know, some rioting and looting going on, you know, and that's everywhere. That's New York, that's Boston, that's Atlanta, that's um, Miami, that's Los Angeles, Oakland, Bloomington, Illinois, everywhere, Houston, Dallas, that's from coast to coast, from the Midwest to the South, that's everywhere. Um, as you know, you know, Mr. Floyd was murdered on last week by a police officer and, you know, people just, it just, man, it angered people. I, I'm angry. You're angry. When I watched it, I don't think anything has impacted me. Any, any video of police brutality affected me the way that, that video did. You know, for the longest time, I didn't watch Philando Castile's video or um, all of Sandra Bland's video and some other people's video. Um, and then I, I watched those videos. But when I watched Mr. Floyd's video, I, I feel like my whole body was in shock. Like, all I could do was cover my mouth. And so I understand, well, people are angry furious, enraged. I understand it. Um, and for some people, the only way they know how to express that is to riot and to loot. Um, and I'm, I don't condone that. Like that's, that's, that's an easy way. That's an easy thing to do. It's easy to tear up something, burn down something, spray paint something, throw a, a Molotov cocktail at somebody, throw a, uh, throw something through the a trash can through the window that's easy work that's easy to do you know but the hard part is um building or using your mind to build after that I'm gonna tell you something we had two amazing services last Wednesday Bible study and then today's Sunday service where our pastor was um he was an and both, which I love. You know, I love and both. I don't like either or. And what I mean by he's an and both is be angry. It's okay to be angry and build. But you have to build. So, and that's where I am. I'm, I'm at the and both stage. Like, be angry. Be emo- If you're not angry about what happened to Mr. Floyd, something is wrong with you. Um, if you feel nothing about that man's life being snuffed from him, taken from, violently taken from him, with that officer adjusting his body so that he can further put his knee in the back of Mr. Floyd's neck to further suffocate him, if and looking at the camera and being nonchalant about it, having his hands in his pocket, just unaffected, just full of evil to do something like that. If that doesn't impact you, something's wrong with you. So be angry. But what do you do with that anger? And that's what he he challenged our pastor challenged us with as Christians, you know. And so we Christians, we have a twofold thing. So we can affect you socially, but we can also affect you eternally. When organizations outside of the uh, outside of Christianity, um, when they do do things, when they build, it's just socially. It's just for this life. Which is which is okay, 
but we need systems to be changed and impacted and infected for not only this life, but for the people's, for eternity, for their, you know, for their soul. We need their soul impacted. So I'm going to talk to you about and both. Y'all know, you know, as a Christian activist, I believe I have four principles that I stand with. Prayer, regeneration, um, system infiltration, and um, legislation enforcement. Um, And so, you know, with the prayer, we pray for people that are... um, we pray for people that are are oppressing people. We pl- we pray for police officers. Um, we pray for judges. We pray for anybody that has the power to oppress another group of people. Um, we pray for though the oppressed. You know, we pray for their regeneration that they get born again, that they hear the gospel message, the good news of Jesus Christ, that He came to make us acceptable to God. He died and He shed His blood. Um, he took on the punishment that you and I deserve. And when we believe that, we believe that he was the go-between between God and us. He was the bridge that brings us over to God. When we believe and trust that, then we become acceptable to God and we become his children. We become born again. Um, you can't go to God on your own. I've said this many podcasts. You cannot just walk up to God and like, yo, what's up? Like it don't work like that. He he created a, a standard. He created a way for us to be in relationship with him, and you can't bypass that. That way is Jesus Christ. Um, if that's offensive to you, then I suggest you find you another podcast, boo, because this ain't for you. Um, that's the only way to be acceptable to God. So, um, but that's part point two of my my Christian activism, and then the third one is, um system infiltration and that's part of my and both so we need people to infiltrate the system we need believe christians to infiltrate systems become lawyers become principals become teachers become doctors become nurses become judges become attorney generals become senators become city commissioners become block captains become police officers become sheriffs become every system where you know that there is um, oppression and injustices happening against your people group, you need to infiltrate those systems. Um, And then we have my fourth point of Christian activism is enforced legislation. What I mean by that, officers have to be held accountable. You cannot have your foot on someone. You cannot continue to do chokeholds. That has to be removed from every police department in, in every city in this country. If that doesn't make um, government officials put that on the books to vote against, I don't know. If that if Mr. Floyd's video don't make them say, you know what, we need to, we need to put this to vote. That needs to be removed. You know, if that don't make our official, our government officials do that, then we need to be calling our government officials. We need to call them, call your senators, call your representatives, and say, "Listen, you gotta get the chokehold out of the police. Out of you gotta remove that weapon from police. You have to, because it's killing people. And it's like there's no need. You have a gun, a taser, and a baton. There's no need for you to put somebody in a chokehold, whether." the way they put Eric Garner in a chokehold or whether the way 
that man used his knee to put to in essence put Mr. Floyd in a chokehold, suffocating him to death, choking him, causing him to choke to death. So that needs to be removed. Um, but they those officers need to be held accountable. You cannot do a criminal act and just be fired from your job. If I did a criminal act on my job, you think they're just gonna fire me? No, they gonna the police will come to my job, put me in handcuffs, and I will be prosecuted. You see what I'm saying? So he did a criminal act. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. They got you got you gotta be held accountable. They have to be held accountable. Like I said, call your senators, call the mayor, call your um, your DA's office, call attorney general, call everybody you need to call. Because there needs to be more equity training in the police department. You cannot have a white police officer that has never been around black people or brown people. The only Their only connection with black and brown people is what they've seen on TV growing up. And then put those same people in a black community, in a brown community, with these preconceived notions about these people and expect them not to do violent things against these people. They're, they don't, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you can't do that. There has to be greater levels of training in these police departments. You cannot just be, I have a high school diploma. I said this before in, pod, in another podcast from last year. You can't have a high school diploma and say, you know what? I just think I'm going to be a police officer today. You need some experience. You need that training needs to intensify. Police academy training, um, diversity training. It needs to be ongoing from the moment you hit the police academy to every month that you're a, a police officer. There has to be diversity training. And it, it just, it, it, it can't, and it has to be from the community that you're going to be policing. It has to be some kind of a focus groups or um, town hall, something. You can't just, okay, call a consulting firm. Let the consulting firm come in and do what they do. I'm full, I'm with that to do the diversity training. But the, the, the people from those communities need to be able to come into those uh, um, precincts and there needs to be dialogue and talking and connection. And there needs to be building between these people. It, if, the, if this is it... It has to be, man. So, and for my Christian brothers and sisters, I'm going to echo what our pastor challenged us with. Like, don't just be bad. What can Christians do to change the system? We got to change it, people's lives socially, and we got to change their lives eternally. It's not enough to get someone into college, or it's not enough for us to go into a community and we help turn around kids that are doing bad in school or we go into a community we help somebody get a home that never had a home before or we we start reducing the numbers of teenage pregnancy that's not enough if they die and go to hell what was the point so it has to be an and both we're going to help you socially but we're going to help you eternally as well and so but for my people my brothers and sisters that are not christians yet and you are you're you know, you are either out there protesting or you are sitting at your house watching the news seeing, or you're on social media watching and seeing what's going on. And you're angry, too. You're like, I don't can't believe this is still happening. I'm asking you to infiltrate the system as well. I'm asking you 
to go to download the application to become a police officer. And and hopefully, if you see your partner do some foolishness like that officer did, that you will pull him off of you will pull the, your colleague off of that person. You know, I'm asking you to uh, you in your community to sit down and talk and then find the best candidate, the best the best person from your community that can run for city city office. And y'all back him. The whole block, all the blocks back him or her. Y'all back that person. You started running for office. Start running for office, man. Um, listen, like, I, listen, and this is no disrespect to our president, to President Trump, but we have someone with no political background that is the president of the free world. He's reality star and a businessman. And he is the president of the United States and probably will be running on a second, have a second term. So I say that to say no disrespect to him because I respect the office. I don't come into agreement with 99.9% of the stuff that he says because he says things that are anti-Christ. He's because he, anything that, anytime you talk about people that are made in God's image and God likeness and you call them rapists, like he did the Haitian people, these are a bunch of rapists and all this kind of stuff. That's, 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 now you're coming at, they're made in God's image and God likeness and you can't do, you don't get away with that. You can't, you can't do that. You know, so like I said, I don't agree with 99.9% of stuff that he says, but I respect the office that he's in. And so if he can be the president of the free world, darling, you, you can run, you run for office, you know, start backing people. Start supporting people that are, you know, in college to in technology or in college pre-law or in college pre-med or in college with getting their education degrees. Support them, man. Back them. Rally them on. Cheer them on. You know what I'm saying? But don't just be angry. Because, listen, I just watched a young man's video on YouTube and he was talking about you know, this is 400 years in plus in the making. Like, this ain't just a new thing. Racism ain't new. You know, it ain't just one day that, you know, the justice system decided that it wasn't going to be equal for black people. It, this is always since the first person was stolen from the shores of Africa and brought to this country. It has been decided. <laughs> it was decided that there would be no just there would be no equality for black people in this country. Um, there will be no, when they landed on this, when white people landed on this, the shores of this country and, and committed genocide against um, First Nation folk, Native Americans, indigenous people, they decided that there will be no, there will be no justice for indigenous people. Um, so this is, like I said, this is from this nation's birth. So this is a deep rooted sin, a deep rooted issue. It's not going to go away because you burn in, tar- you burn target down. Or you kick the police car. Like, it's, it's, it's not, it's not going to go nowhere. And so, for my Christians out there, I'm just going to echo what my pastor said. You know, we're the answer. The church is the answer. The church is the answer. Gospel, the good news, all of that is, the, that's the answer. You got to get people regenerated. You got to get their spirit man connected with God. So that they can, re, they can become truly who God made them to be. Because once you get regenerated and you start learning about God and learning about Jesus and, you know, learning the word, 
You start churning, turning, 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 changing, 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 changing. And guess what? That wicked person that you were, you begin to change. It's not easy. It ain't easy, honey. Let me tell you something. I've been born again for 20 years, and I done stumbled and fumbled more than I should have. Um, You know? And I'm not proud of that. There's a lot of strides I should have made, and I have not, out of stubbornness. And, and I, again, I don't gloat in that. That's disgusting. Like, it's like, it's equivalent to being born um, uh, a Gates, um, born into the Gates family, and then decided, you know what, I'm going to be... I'm going to be on crack cocaine instead. You know what I'm saying? It's the equivalent. That's what I've done in my relationship. I'm being very transparent. That's what I've done in my relationship with God. You know, it's like I've been, like I, we've been together for 20 years and I've done more stumbling and fumbling and stubbornness and I don't want to do it and I don't, and I don't like, and I don't, I've done more of that than I, than, than it, than I should have. And I'm further I'm, I don't want to say further behind because it's not, you know, I don't want to say it that way. It's like I made our relationship harder than it needed to be. I say it that way. Our relationship could have been a whole, whole lot more sweet. You know what I'm saying? But God is good. He's not like our earthly fathers. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't, he's not like, well, because you didn't do X, Y, and Z, one, two, three. I don't love you no more. He's not like that. You know what I mean? And I don't mean it. I don't mean it to sound like that. That my the way I acted determines his love for me. That's not what I'm saying. God loves me. His love is always pouring and coming towards me, running after me. His love is like a shower. You know, you turn a shower on and it's just that's what God's love is like. You can't do and when you get in the shower and you turn the shower on, you, you unless you step out the shower, you're gonna get wet. Once you, you know what I'm saying? That's what God's love is like. It's like a shower, a never-ending shower with a bomb shower head just pouring down on you you know what I'm saying so it's nothing I can do or not do that's gonna stop him from loving me um but you can liken it to if you were married and you just was like rude to your spouse and just nasty and just made the relationship worse than worse that's not a word but made the relationship worse and it could have been nice and sweet and y'all could have had more fun together and more pleasant times and then y'all went to counseling and y'all learned how to talk to each other and how to handle each other and how to be more kind to each other and now you're having sweet times same thing here you know so yeah um, I, I, I hope I made sense. Cause I felt like I was just going on a whole bunch of little rabbit trails, but I'm going to sum it up. I want to bring it back, bring it back this way. Um, do something with your anger. Don't just be angry. Um, if you were Christian, pray, witness, evangelize, infiltrate systems and enforce legislation. Absolutely. Call the mayor of Minneapolis. Call the DA of Minneapolis. Call um, the police precinct at Min- in Minneapolis. The rest of those cops need to be prosecuted. Everybody needs to be prosecuted, not for manslaughter. They need to be prosecuted for murder, capital murder, because that's what happened. And those other guys were accessories to murder. Um, I don't even know if that's a thing, but everybody needs to be prosecuted. You have to be held accountable. I want them to get born again. I don't just want them to be prosecuted and boom. I want them to get be born again. But while you born again, while you sit in the penitentiary, you get real into. I want them officers to get real cool and intimate with Jesus. 
while you in the penitentiary for the rest of your life. Cause you gotta, you gotta be held accountable. Um, and so, yeah, if you're not a Christian, I need you to infiltrate systems. I need you to stop sitting on your couch talking about what the police doing. I need you to download that police, um, Academy application, read it, see what you need to do. Make sure you ain't got no, if you ain't got no felonies and no, nothing on your record, I need you to fill out that application and get your butt to the police Academy. Okay, let me tell you something. I watched the video. It was about Brian Stevenson. By the way, I am sweet on Brian Stevenson. Now, I don't even know what. <laughs> if you don't know who he is, he runs the Equal Justice Initiative in Montgomery, Alabama. He also started or created the Lynching Museum in Montgomery, Alabama. Um, he is the attorney in Just Mercy that Michael B. Jordan portrayed him in that movie. I am just sweet on that man. I. I don't, I don't, I watched a documentary on his life. He was in the the documentary the 13th and then I watched Just Mercy. And I just, I don't know. I don't, he's, I, <laughs> Lord Jesus, listen, y'all go, listen, y'all go laugh. When I go, I've gone to the EJI, EJI when I've gone home, the museum, it, listen, sidebar, if you have to, every black person in America, Montgomery needs to be your Montgomery, Alabama needs to be your mecca, tri- your yearly mecca trip. I'm calling it mecca, cause that that's the birthplace of the civil rights. You have to walk on the the Pettus Bridge from Selma to Alabama. They have that march every year. You guys got to go participate in that. You have to go to the Rosa Parks Museum. You have to go to the the foot. You have to go step in the footprints in Montgomery. There are footprints from where they marched to the capital of Montgomery. And you can step in those footprints. You have to go to the riverfront in Montgomery. I'm telling you, at that riverfront, if you quiet, the riverfront, um, downtown riverfront is where they brought slaves in. If you get to that, stand up at that riverfront and just get real quiet, you you will hear the cries of those slaves that were brought there. I'm telling you. And so you you that you have to go there and and. I mean, it's all built up now. It's like restaurants down there and all this kind of stuff. But go get you a quiet spot on the riverfront and just stand there. Um, there's that. You have to go to Dexter Avenue Baptist Church in Montgomery. That was Martha, Martin, Martha, Martin Luther King's church. There's the bench that um, Rosa Parks sat on. That's there. Um, you have to go to um, where else? The lynching museum, you have, because I'm telling you, they have people. They have a memorial for everybody that was that. Not everyone, but for as many people as they as they could find from coast to coast, from as far up as Boston to as far west as Portland. Um, and you just find the county. You may be able to find. There is a a, a computer in there. If you type in names, to try to find people. Your people. I'm telling you, it's it's. Mm. It's not an easy museum to be in, I'm telling you. But you, every black, you got to get down there. But go to Birmingham. Make your way to Birmingham. Birmingham is only about 30, 45 minutes from Montgomery. And that's where the bombings happen. Those those babies bombed in that, in that church. Um, I'm you. I'm telling you, black black people, you got to make your way to, out to Montgomery and Birmingham, Alabama, and to Selma, Alabama. Um, what else? I don't know how I got here. I was talking about Brian Stevens and how I was sweet on him, how I would love to meet him. Um, 
how I would love to, I don't, he grew up in the church. I don't know that he's a Christian. So that's a problem. <laughs> I just, yeah. So any of my brothers and sisters out here, you hear this, 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 I can't even talk. This man got me stuttering. I want you to just know that Artania was is sweet on somebody. That's all. I don't know him. He don't know me. Just saying. I love his work. He's a civil rights attorney and I just, he stands, man, he stands for people that have been wrongfully in, imprisoned. And I rock with him. And I'm going to leave that alone on that note. Um, I forgot what I was. Oh, I was saying if you are not a Christian, if you need to infiltrate systems, become a police officer, run for city offices, run for block captain. Just run, 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 run for offices. Get involved. Get involved. Um, and but before I go, last thing. I sent my sister a... a, 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 a a snapshot of what happened in Miami. Some protesters were approaching um, a police precinct in Miami. And when they were they approached them, the police kneeled on one knee and they asked the protesters for forgiveness. And people, em- they embraced the police. They accepted their forgiveness. People were praying and crying and hugging the protesters and the police, and it was a beautiful sight. It was a beautiful sight. So I know churches all over the world are praying for reconciliation, are praying for a ceasefire, um, literally. And so we are praying at my church as well. Um, this has to come to an end. Because you know who you know who likes anarchy and, and mayhem and violence? The devil. So he's behind all of this. And so... We just pray that that will cease and desist and that people, that people's souls will be connected to Jesus. That's what, that's what I ask that people will get born. Everybody out there that threw a bomb, every police officer out there that trampled on somebody because police officers are doing that from coast to coast. They're, they're driving through crowds of people. They're, they're tear gassing children. They're, they are, um, this one officer, I don't know where he, I think he was in Brooklyn, but he trampled a woman. He was on a horse and he on purpose just trampled her. Um, there's a young man got shot in the eye with a rubber bullet. He lost his eye. Um, they're, they're doing all kinds of stuff. This police, they were driving through a crowd and then he op- purposely opened the door to slam it against, um, some protesters that were standing there. Um, so it's a lot of, they're angry too. Like they're angry. They're pissed off. You know, they got to be out there. They don't want to be out there. Um, and so, but we know who is behind all of this anger and mayhem. It is the the devil and I just hate his guts so bad. And so I pray for a spirit of, um, evangelism to just flood the nation, a spirit of salvation, a spirit of regeneration will just flood this nation, all parties involved from the top president Trump, all the way to the bottom, to the person that just threw a rock through a building and everybody in between um, people that ain't even protesting people that at home just watching it, whomever I pray for salvation for all men, women and children um, in the name of Jesus. And so guys get involved, get involved, man. If your church is starting something, you know, 
after the because you know after the group after the the main thinkers have created a plan for your church, come right in there and be like, what you need me to do? What you what you need me to be positioned? What you need me? That's what I'm on because we about to we got a group of people that's about to create something, and I'm like, listen, I'm not like a great thinker like that, but if you got a plan and you say I need and if you say hey, I need you to do this, if you give me something where I can use my gifting in, I could do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, boom, all right, I got the gift of administration. So if they're when they plan whatever they plan and they be like, boom, I know I got a gift of administration. God gave me that. I know I'm a, we gonna kill it. Me, me and Holy Spirit, we gonna kill it. You know what I'm saying? So we gonna make sure people's lives are changed with with the with the gift that, that God gave me. And so your church is doing something, man. Let the thinkers do what they do. God gifted them. God gifted them with the ability to come up with a plan to be strategic planners. And when they bring that plan to the body, then get involved. Just wherever they plant you, wherever they plug you in at, just kill it. Kill it for Jesus. Kill it for God. Kill it for Holy Spirit. Kill it for that those people, the people that you're going to infect souls. Kill it. Just kill it, man. Kill it. Put your all into it. So, and yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know what, you know what's up. So this was more conversational. Um, I, like I said, I hope I made sense. I hope. You know, I sparked something, um, but like I always say, man, and I mean this on everything. On I put this on everything I love. I want to see you in heaven with me. I want to, well, yo, when I'm in heaven, I want somebody to roll up on me and be like, yo, I listened to that podcast, man. I got saved off that podcast. Bruh. Bruh. Fire. Just, I, I'm a, yo, I probably... Break dance all over heaven. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Because I don't know that you will tell me anything like that. I think the Lord would probably tell me. These people are here because they listen to, to your podcast and you told them about me. And so that's what I want more than anything. It comes across, it comes off really rough. Because I listen, my person, God gave me my rough personality. Yeah, he's, he's, he's um, you know, shaving some sides down. But he gave me a real nonchalant. You got to look and get, listen. You got to give it to me real. Don't come at me fake. Don't come at me sweet and soft and and, and snake-like, serpent-like, because my BS detector is extremely high. Um, so, you know what I'm saying? Like, you got to And that's how I and that's how I try to come at people like, listen, black and white, I don't know gray. I'm going to come at you black and white and... It is it is rough. It's raw. A lot of my personality is like, and that's just what it is. I get rowdy. You know what I'm saying? It's just what it is. Uh, But even in that, God God wants to direct me. Okay, I need you right here. I need you to be a little bit more calm. Right here, I need you to I need you to get your DMX on. Right here. But this when when you get your DMX on, oh, or Tanya is gonna get some folk coming to me. You know what I'm saying? Gonna get some folk born again. So we all did we different. So when you get born again, don't think you gotta be now you gotta be soft spoken and talk like you your voice so soft like you a freaking mouse. Or don't think you just gotta be, you know what I mean? Like whatever you are, whatever personality you got, come to Jesus just like that. If he needs to clean it up, switch it up, whatever, he'll do it. 
Don't worry. Don't try to mimic the person that brought you into the kingdom. They're who they are. Don't worry about them. Don't try to mimic me because you might not be as, as cultured as I am. You might not be as rough as I am. So don't try to be like me. You know what I'm saying? Be who you God made you to be. When you come into the kingdom, be that way, bro. Be whatever way you are. If you was a thug out there, come to Jesus in your thugness. And he going to clean up whatever, whatever he, however he needs to do it. Don't worry. People shouldn't be... People shouldn't even be focusing on your thugness. People, should, the people that won you to Jesus, introduce you to Jesus Christ. They should be focusing on helping you to fall in love with Jesus. That should be their only focus. Not telling you what to wear, what not to wear, how to walk, how to talk. They, they. Once you fall in love with Jesus, he'll get, he'll do the changing. He'll do because, bro, when I came into the kingdom, I looked like a straight up dude. And guess what? Little by little, nobody around me that brought me to the nobody even brought that up. Guess what? They taught me how to fall in love with Jesus, get in my word. I got in my word, and guess what? Little by little, I was start looking around like, hey, I want to look like that. I want to do that. I want to dress like that. I want to, I want to, yeah, like, uh, you know, I like, okay, I like a little lipstick. Oh, I like a little, ooh, I like a little high heel. Not no more because my knee's bad. But you know what I'm saying? I like a little dress. Oh, I like, you know, oh, I like a, my hair cute. You know what I'm saying? But that was little by little. So don't worry about it. Don't trip. If you cuss, come on into Jesus. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I got to stop cussing. Let me stop. Because now you're now you trying to change yourself. Don't try to change your... Baby, I couldn't say three words without cussing. I've been, I have been cut before. When I got born again, I'm going to let y'all go in a minute. But this like... I'm like talking to my, my homies right now. Y'all like my homies. When I came to Jesus, I cut because I had been cussing since I was like a little girl. Now I ain't cussing around my mama. I wasn't crazy. But around my little friends, I was B this, MF of that, F this, S that, D that. I used to be like, suck my D. Like I would, I, all that stuff. That's how I talked, straight up. That's how I talked. And when I got born again, I was still cussing. You know, I'm, I wasn't cussing around my church family. I was being fake. I wasn't, I would, I would get away from them and cuss. And then one day I just stopped cussing. And one of the sisters was like, why don't you cuss? And I said, well, I don't think Jesus want me to say MF. Now I didn't know nothing. I didn't know an apostle from an epistle. I ain't know nothing, none of that. I just was like, I don't think he want me to say MF no more. And I just, but what I, but what I have, but I'm going to keep it real with you. That's what I do. Somebody pissed me off, and this is 20 years into my relationship with him, with Jesus. It's a 20-year marriage right here. When somebody pissed me off, I cut, I go back to cussing. And it because I had stopped cussing for a long time. And then it was like boom, out of nowhere. It's not out of nowhere. That's always been in there. I can't say it out of nowhere. I cuss. And I was like, Lord, Lord, you gotta help me. And he's helping me. You know what I'm saying? He beat me over there. I done told a couple of people. Shout out to the Halisa Stevens. I done told them, like, yo, when I get angry, I cuss. And they don't... <laughs> I don't know what to do with the information. They probably be laughing at me or praying. I don't know. Hopefully, they pray when they come across their mind, like, Lord, remember that time our Tandy, we was taking her home, and she she told us she cussed when she get angry. Will you please help her to bridle her tongue? Hopefully, they praying that. And if they, y'all listen to this podcast, Halisa Stevens, I need y'all to pray. The, the Lord will help me to bridle my tongue, okay? Um, so, yeah. But I say all that to say, don't try to change your... Don't say, well, I got to get together before I get it. Get it together before I come to Jesus. Screw that. De- that's dead. Forget that. Come jacked up. 
come with your jacked up self to Jesus and just fall in love with him. Don't worry about nothing else. Just get in your word, fall in love with him, be around the saints. You know, they ain't perfect neither. They whack, you whack, everybody whack. Don't worry about it. Everybody, only one that's not whack is Jesus. So everybody whack. So just come, read your word, be with the saints, learn, practice. And that's, you know what? And one day that, that trumpet going to blast and you're going to go to heaven and it's going to be a wrap. And that's it. <laughs> Not quite like that, but you know what I'm saying. Anyway, I'm going to let y'all go. I've been on here way too long. Like I always say, though, for real, I want to see you in heaven with me. Do something with your anger. And I'm out. <laughs>